Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat episode 482. I'm your host for this week, Zachary Ryan, and today I'm joined by a special group of friends, starting with Sam Claiborne. Second billing. Brian Altano. Third billing. And Jonathan Dornbush. Last billing. Aw, oh, dang. Wait, we still love you, bud. first billing? I don't know. I didn't... I, I, I think we're yeah, actually who, were one, two, three. 
Ooh. And special guest, Zach Ryan. <laughs> it's me. I haven't hosted in a while. I grew this mustache to show that time has passed. And also, I want it to look like Sam, because we're buds. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's a yeah, joke course, I've, yeah. I made for the first time yeah, just now. I, wanted to I see there's an apology written into this. Well, wait. I, we're not I, there yet. I, okay. Well, I Sam's already taken us off the rails. Well, uh, I just wanted an apology from Jonathan for that clearly insincere laugh. That won't be the last, and it certainly wasn't the first. This week on the show, uh, it is in fact a slow news week, so we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to take a bunch of your listener questions, uh, an extra special long edition of the question block. Uh, but we're also going to talk about some news that happened this week. There was a few news stories that we wanted to cover, and we're going to tell you a little bit about what we're playing. Although you can probably take a guess. Also um, worth mentioning, uh, Casey cannot be here this week because she is busy playing a top secret video game. That's right. You guess what it is? Nobody can possibly know. Knack 3. Uh, we're going to start off with a series <laughs> of corrections and apologies because we're bad at this. Um, first of all, you can locally transfer save data that doesn't support cloud data, like for Splatoon or Pokemon. <laughs> you just need both Nintendo Switch consoles next to each other, and it does not require an internet connection. This deletes the save data off the original Switch. Did you, did you guys goof that up last week? Yeah, we did. Oh, Pair. You know who did it? Pair. Really? Wow. Yeah, the general manager himself. You dolt. He thought he knew everything about the Nintendo Switch, but guess what he didn't know? Whatever that was. I just did this with my Let's Go Eevee save file a couple weeks ago, so you I I would have been there. I know. Yeah. I'm trying to well, parse this. You can locally transfer save data that doesn't support. So that means that. Hey, you know what, buddy? Doesn't matter. It's in the past. Now we've apologized for it. We're moving right along. Uh, also, we got new chairs here that don't have wheels, so we won't be bumping the microphones constantly. People Is that were what's different? nice. Yeah. yeah, people were talking about that last week in the show. A also, lot. he has a mustache. That's also different. It's the third yeah, thing to true. apologize for. Also, but I lost my German accent. <sighs> yeah, you do look like a, a young pair. Uh, <laughs> But Jonathan, you had an extra special apology this has that been you quite the intro. Thank yeah. you. Uh, that you wanted to uh, address right off the top here. I uh, do. Um, if I could begin on Wednesday, October thirtieth, <clears throat> Tom Marks sent me a photo of himself in Hawaii, and said, along with that photo, I deleted Slack. Please post this in the NVC group. Ha 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 ha. On Wednesday, <laughs> October thirtieth, I was also homesick and thus a little loopy on meds. So. When he sent me that photo, I read the word group, and because I've been such a part of the group for so long, <laughs> I thought he meant the Nintendo Voice Chat Facebook group, even though he used the word Slack in there, which is what we used to communicate in the office. So, not thinking another thing about what he sent me, I immediately saved that photo and posted it to the Facebook group. The Facebook group has then turned it into one of the best memes I've ever seen. <laughs> it's one of the hottest it memes like of more than 2019. An than an apology. It, yeah. no, no, it's an excuse. I'm not apologizing. It's great. Uh, well, I mean, uh, it, it has resulted. It I, has I resulted in some like just 10 out of 10 Tom Marks memes. Yeah. 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 And then last week, Pear called him his little bow tie man, which I thought was very good. Also, oh, uh -huh. so Tom, Tom, even though he hasn't been on the show, he will be back next week. Has been having a real adventure in his off time. Yeah, I just I wanted to set the record straight because on that feed i commented tom is going to be so mad at me tom is not mad as far as he has told me i'll let him speak his thomas tom's, tom's probably week. overjoyed that he's become such a hot meme in the nintendo it, voice chat podcast it's forums the coolest meme i've seen in a while well thank you for that half apology oh, yeah. so it's a picture of tom in hawaii that's it he's on the beach looking scared yeah he's like yelling kind okay. of at the camera uh, there's another person in the background running toward the ocean. People have turned it basically into the ocean being a good thing, people running toward that ocean good thing, mm -hmm. and then Tom being the bad thing yelling. He looks like he was airdropped into vacation against his will. Right. Yeah. Like he's That's like, <gasps> I think he's mostly afraid of just being outside for that long. Yeah. 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 Also, Gamers, no bow tie, you know? which was alarming. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. 
podcast. Well, Jonathan, thank you for that. Um, we should move on and talk about some of the news that happened this week. No, I think this is good. Okay, cool. So anyway, <laughs> Tom's face, right? Um, so the first thing that we want to talk about was uh, some big Smash updates, starting with uh, Terry Bogard, who is available today uh, as of this recording, tomorrow if you're listening to it, or yesterday if you're listening to it. Um, Terry was added as part of Challenger Pack 4, uh, which also adds 50 SNK tunes. Um, Doesn't and that bring the number of tunes in the game to like over 1,500? It's ridiculous. Like yeah, it's some crazy amount of How many of these that. can you guys name? What, tunes? Oh, the Terry tunes? <laughs> songs from SNK. Uh, well, there's um, Terry's, Terry's theme. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. Terry's theme B. Uh -huh. Fatal Fury theme. Fatal That's Fury good. theme. Ending. Terry's Ending death theme. Knell. That's good. Fatal right. Fury main title, menu. Title screen. Title screen. No, we're kidding. This, he's, a tremendously, of the fight. <laughs> he's a tremendously popular character, just not with us personally. Right. What uh, does SNK stand for? Um, Super Nunchuck Knights. Knocking boots. Super knocking boots. <laughs> it's not That's a deep cut. Uh, it's also wrong. <laughs> I haven't had an opportunity to... Uh, <laughs> you're right. The silent, <laughs> the silent K of boots. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had an opportunity to play, but apparently he plays very similar to Ryu and Ken, which uh, is nice. Mitchell Saltzman uh -huh. of IGN.com has said on Twitter, first impression of Terry, who boy, he is fun, with a lot of ends at the end. Second impression... Fun -na 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 -na. Second impression, are you okay? Bust a wolf. And then a follow-up, yeah, I think Terry might be my new main. Okay, so apparently that means that he's good. Yeah. Question mark. Or yep. cheap. We'll give him a shot. Uh, Smash Brothers is a game that I like to revisit every so often when they put new characters and play for about three days, and they'll be like, I'm still bad at this. Yeah. Yeah, right. but it's still your a main? lot of fun. Uh, Toon Link. I like Toon Link or Young Link. Nice. Yeah. But I haven't played in a, in a while. i gotta, I got to go back to it and see what's up with Terry and see about these new Ryu Ken moves. Check out his Bogards. Is Wind Waker still your favorite Ooh, game of all time? Yes, sir. Um, so Sakurai did this like 40-minute presentation about uh, Terry's moveset and all the new stuff coming to Smash, but mostly people are upset because um, another popular uh, Final Fight character named Mai is not being included. Um, and he said, uh, and I quote, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is for good boys and girls of many different ages, so we decided not to feature her because she is a buxom fighter and uh they think maybe it's a little risky but uh it, you know everybody's point is like well bayonetta's in the game and so and so is in the game zero donkey suit samus is donkey kong wario is a buxom fella somebody's crush probably Mar but <laughs> mario land's Barrett's. bad boy yeah <laughs> but ultimately <laughs> like i think this is so funny because it's like it's so little about like that was clearly a joke on his part and it was just the fact that they chose one character from this universe to put in there it has nothing to do with like her being too hot for the game or Who, something why didn't they Who just didn't draw clothes or whatever because um then she then there would be outrage. legally as a character character standards they don't cover up the boobs so uh, yeah What's the mm -hmm. uh, what's the deal with the for good boys and girls? Is that a translation that uh, like somebody did? I think he's just insinuating that the game is like PG rated, and she's like yeah, a. Yeah, but is that a translation that somebody like? Is that that's from the stream? Yeah. Yeah, it's like on the really. Stream yeah, that's their official translation. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's a weird. It's one. for good boys and girls and players of all ages. Nintendo 2019. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. um, when I hear good boys and girls, I think dogs. Like, <laughs> like pets? Yeah. yeah. That's fair. And I'm just wondering if he, like, can't, no. I would pay, Smash Brothers. can a dog play any game? I would pay human money to watch a dog pay Smash Brothers. I think well, that'd I be good. I wouldn't pay dog money for anything, yeah, that's because fair. that's illegal. I bet a dog could play Smash Brothers easily, because it's a casual party game for babies. No, Ow. just kidding. Oh. That's a joke. It's not wow. real. I love you all. Just Keep like Mr. Sakurai Do you mean made. for puppies? 
for puppies. <laughs> uh, but bigger Smash news to me, anyway, is that Super Smash Ultimate is now the best-selling fighting game of all time. Uh, Fifteen point seven million units sold, uh, beating uh, Super or beating Street Fighter Two at fifteen point five million units, which is a record that that game has held forever. Mm -hmm. So this is pretty momentous that uh, Smash has surpassed it. And it's also become the best-selling fighting series of all time with 53.03 million units sold, 11 million of those in its first week. There's also only one version of Smash Ultimate, and there are 2,000 versions of Street Fighter Two. Correct. So this is a big deal. Yeah. I like thinking like somebody was like, okay, we're going to add in all the Street Fighter Two cabinets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the, the Game Boy game. <laughs> Oh it, yeah! It, it, did this really add up to? Le I just I'm in disbelief. Like it's so, been, it's been out on every system ever, and that first run, like there was games that sold more than 15 million copies in 1991 and two. I'm just surprised that it wouldn't have. Yeah. So it, like he, game in the world. The quote here from Nintendo is in comparison total sales for Tekken. Or this actually this quote might not be from Nintendo. I'm sorry, but in comparison total sales for Tekken, Dragon Ball, Street Fighter, and Mortal Kombat are all between 45 million to 47 million. So Smash has handily beaten all of those franchises. Which is pretty impressive. In total, right? Correct. Franchise yes. total? Yeah. I, That's I really nuts. I Mortal Kombat four or five times. Because I had it on Game Gear, Genesis, definitely Super Nintendo because it was cool and had yep. sweat. And then maybe on on the trilogy later on 64. Yep. So yeah. I, I bought Mortal Kombat trilogy. I bought, uh, I bought a lot of... I've bought a lot of Street Fighter games multiple times. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. right? Including the, the most recent collection on Switch, which is very good. You know, yeah. the game was so popular in arcades that there's also just uh, versions of the arcade game called Rainbow, which is just a term that, that uh, Street Fighter Rainbow that applies to all these game boards that are just illegally made and modified. So they put like different characters in them and stuff like that. But then they just go to the arcade machine, just like put this thing in and then you'd go to the arcade one day and you're, you know, all the characters have moon gravity, like Game Genie or something <laughs> like that. When can we look forward to Super Smash Brothers Rainbow? And I bet those numbers aren't in here. Definitely not. No. Smash Brothers Rainbow would be really cool. It's huh? basically mods before mods. That's what Miss Pac-Man is too. It's just a mod of, of Pac-Man that was licensed. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. Speaking of mods, uh, Toby Fox of Undertale fame. It's no real sequitur <laughs> there. It. Yeah, um, he's written a tune for Pokemon Sword and Shield that he announced via Twitter with a cute Undertale style sketch of Eevee. Um, it's not the main theme, but it's probably a pretty good tune because yep. the music in Undertale is very good. Jonathan, you're an Undertale boy, right? I enjoy it. I'm, uh -huh. I'm not Barrett level. No, uh, nobody is Barrett level. Barrett was like crying at 3 a.m. after he beat it once. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's Miranda Sanchez's favorite game of all time. That's true. It's got some great music in it. So it does. Yeah, and obviously yeah. Game Freak loves him having worked with him on a little town hero. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he's yeah. popping up a lot lately. Yeah, he's doing a lot of cool stuff, Mr. Fox. And he's also working on his own stuff. So yeah, it's cool that he's taking this time to be part of a, the larger community that does love his games and his music. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think it's nice that Nintendo recognizes some like more contemporary. Uh, modern composers and stuff, you know, like wants to introduce new kind of soundscapes and songs and stuff. Yeah. I think that's very cool. Um, now to a topic that um, all of our viewers and fans are very excited to hear more about. It's Pokemon. Right. Yeah. And who better to break it down than the four the biggest four Pokemon us. experts at okay, IG? I really like Pokemon. No, I know. I, I'm nowhere <laughs> near as big into it as... Oh, you're into Pokemon? Brand, Name three Pokemon. Charizard? Agumon. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, you've, you've already lost. Um so it's bad news for Pokemon. <laughs> it's bad Big news lead. for Pokemon fans out there because uh, 
Uh, hot dog, there's a lot of leaks happening right yeah, now. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, the game's out there in the wild somehow, and people are ripping uh, versions of the game and posting screenshots and videos and stuff. You don't and like if the you're Switch is cracked enough to play like early games now, like I know the DS. I mean, if it's like a retail copy, it should work early, and you could just play a bunch mm-hmm. of. We well, I'm just saying, like, can you just like bootleg Switch games? Now? I actually don't know. Yeah. Like, if there are like ISOs yeah, you exactly. can download. Yeah. I'm not sure. You'd have to have like a, a a reader for like a little disc. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I imagine you could essentially for trick SD. your SD card into reading a game file, but that's probably for people who are locked to a specific firmware yeah. and are terrified of. Up- yeah, so I, there's no indication it. that a bunch of people are playing this. It's that there's actual physical copies of the game that maybe are at mom and pop stores yep. that are mm-hmm. out there. Because mm-hmm. that's just the only other way things leak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but regardless of how these images and these videos and stuff are getting out there, uh, Reset Era and Pokemon subreddits are absolutely swarming with these leaks and people that are, you know, diehard Pokemon fans are are really upset about the idea that they're getting spoiled on things like overall size of the Galar region Pokedex. A full list of Gen 8 Pokemon, you Gigantamax know what the forms, controversy is there? Galarian forms, and a seemingly comprehensible list of Pokemon included in that Pokedex, including the returning Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that total count that is leaked mm-hmm. is smaller than the total number of Pokemon in the world. Right. So it's like, does that mean that they're just you can't get you can't catch them all anymore? Well, so that's yeah, the, that's been the controversy for months is that they've omitted some of like every other Pokemon game has been pretty comprehensive in terms yeah. of the number yeah. of Pokemon that are included. Uh, to my well, it's that uh, you could always knowledge. bring them from your previous games into right. your new game, and it, like the data that they're seeing is saying like, oh, well, you know, even even if you had like a bank option, which is like coming next year, then you still wouldn't be able to put them all in the game, which is like stressful to people. Because yeah. A lot of people are sort of like control effing their favorite, slightly more deep cut or even surface level Pokemon and not finding them. Yeah, they're calling this they're calling this Dexit. Uh Get it? Because of Pokedex. That's really cute. It is. It does take place in uh, their version of the UK. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it works on two levels. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, I've always played Pokemon. You know, very casually, I, I've played a lot of the games, but not all of them, and I've caught the ones that are readily available. You know, I'm not one who's transferred Pokemon through the banks through so games. So this is a lot like of Pidgeys, tons of Pidgeys. So this is not a huge deal breaker for me, but also like you know, we'll talk about Pokemon a little bit later in the show. But um, yeah. when I, I was a kid, people tried to beat Final Fantasy One with four white mages, and I think it'd be really cool to beat uh, Pokemon Red, Blue, or Yellow, or Green with four or six Pidgeys. I think mm-hmm. you could probably do it. Six level ninety nine Pidgeys. I believe in them. Uh, yeah, I'm. For I'm completely sympathetic to the people who are not getting their favorite Pokemon. Yeah, games. absolutely. The yeah. hardcore players out there who ex- who have grown to expect that. That being said, this is a roster that has gotten so insanely big mm-hmm. that something had to give at some point. Um, and so maybe this is the year they rip Bandit off, and then they'll slowly build back up. Well, they, like, uh, they've said in past interviews that they, if Pokemon are not included in this game, that doesn't mean they won't. Like, they're forgetting them for the rest of the time. Right. They, they are taking into account who they're not including now as Pokemon to include in future installations. Yeah. I think it's just interesting to think about, like, all the hundreds and potentially thousands of Pokemon out there. Every every Pokemon is somebody's favorite. Right. And so it is disappointing to, you know, very oh, s- probably a small subsect yeah. of people, but, you know, yeah. their favorite weird Pokemon is not in the game, and it's, that's a bummer. It's also kind of antithetical to the thing we talked about earlier with Smash Brothers, which is this game that championed itself for being everyone who had ever been in that franchise was back for this iteration. And they were like, everyone is here. And then Pokemon, they're like, some of them are here. Yeah. Well, and to find out, obviously, none of it's um, 
confirmed officially by Nintendo or the Pokemon company, but just finding out whether or not your favorite Pokemon's in there by maybe a very blurry screenshot someone posted on a Reddit or Twitter. It's right. also not the best like emotional way to have to deal with that. And there are, as someone who has seen a lot of leaks, whether they're true or not, they're all over the place on Twitter. Especially, yeah. I've seen stuff just pop in my and feed constantly. You know, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, tr I'm trying to stay away from spoilies here for yeah. our audience, but um, you know, I, regardless of whether or not I play this game, I am a big fan of Grookey. And uh, oh boy, those evolutions are truly something else. It is <laughs> weird. Um, Stay safe out there. Watch yeah. out for spoilers. Yeah, if you're worried about Pokemon spoilers, you know the game comes out next Friday, so maybe just steer clear of where you think you might I find those. I just want to point out, too, we have a, like a strict no-spoiler policy on IGN, and you won't, will not encounter them. In fact, we put up a PSA for how to avoid Pokemon spoilers mm, good instead point. of just publishing them, and so you don't need to worry about going to us or our social feeds. We're not going to do any of that. True. Uh, okay, last bit of news here. Oh, I should also say that uh, regardless of uh, the amount of spoilers, Nintendo has not commented or confirmed or denied any yeah. of these uh, spoilers. So, shocking. Fake. Shocking news from Nintendo. Um, last bit of news here before we move on is that uh, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, is finally playable on the Switch, knock on wood. Um, That's a joke because it's like just, it doesn't run well. Well, so it yeah. didn't for years or for years for, for months. Years. Yeah, I played it on Switch, but like it just like you. Know, so version version one point oh three update addresses frame rate and optimization issues, Got and it, yeah. the things that it improves are input lag has been eliminated throughout the game, uh, controls are more responsive, visual quality has been improved, so things look much more clear and have more detail, um, and load times are reduced by seventy percent, which is insane. That's huge. huge. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I, amazing. And there are still further updates to come from this team, which I think is really impressive. But I wanted to. This is like. In the hierarchy of Nintendo news this week, I feel like it's pretty small. I highly recommend this game, though. That's what I was yeah, gonna say. You, like, you I wanted to. And now yeah. you know, you're gonna actually play this game. Like, it's totally worth playing on Switch now. But I, I downloaded I, the patch actually. Yeah. On, Have you had an opportunity uh, it to play it on yet? Halloween? And yeah. I did just and in time for the spooky night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it was weird because I was just like, ah, Luigi. Um, ah. But the my <laughs> the uh, <laughs> we'll get there. The game is like much smoother, and there's less of that sort of like. One of the big issues I had with it was that that kind of hiccup that happened when you jump between screens, yeah. which is what you have to do constantly in this game because that's the way it's it's laid out. Mm -hmm. um, it's still like kind of sluggish, but that is just the way this game is across all platforms. Yeah, like it's not really like the speediest, snappiest Castlevania game, um, and so they improved the frame rate and the load times and stuff like that. But still, I still find player movement in this game to be like a little bit. A little bit of a drag. Yeah, it definitely is. And I played on a PS4 Pro, and yep. that Me too. even still felt slow. Yeah, mm -hmm. and there's there's bosses in the PS4 version, even on a Pro, that chug. Yeah. Uh, that being said, this is one of my probably top five favorite games of the year. I'm a big Castlevania, uh, Metroidvania fan, and this yeah. game is so good. And I'm glad that it's finally in a state now where people can pick it up and at least not get a headache trying to play it. Yeah, yeah and they were waiting to do a really big patch. Like, they yeah. even had made an announcement a few weeks or months back. Time is irrelevant anymore. A few years. But uh, it might be. They Where they were like, hey, we're not going to just do incremental updates and fixes because we want the game to be a more, the fully polished version that it should be, and we want that all at once for right. the audience. So, yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? No. Okay. It's right. not even question block yet. No. Um, actually, that was the question. You said no, <laughs> so you passed. No, the, uh, the thing that we see a lot with Switch games is that, obviously, it's less powerful system yes and so it's not always the best performing version at launch uh and so to counter sort of circumvent that a lot of publishers 
delay the Switch game until it's ready. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in this case, that might have been a bit better scenario. But like, what do you guys think? Do you think it's better to? Well, it's weird too because Bloodstain was delayed so long. Yeah, like, yeah. Long and so, so out, that's that's say. the thing is, I think you know when you're looking at a at a game like um, Doom uh, Eternal or uh, the Outer Worlds, where you're looking at like double A AA or triple A development that they have a scheduled release date for PC, Xbox, PS4, and then like coming soon to Switch is a different story than when an indie developer has a Kickstarter that right. they have like a drop dead date, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, hey, this game will be out. And if you've paid the 40 bucks or whatever to get a code, you should, for all intents and purposes, get that code on the same day as every other person that paid that amount of money. Right, especially because right? a lot of those codes were supposed to go to a Wii U. Right, and that's and that's the other thing that I was going to say, was that this game was delayed from the Wii U right. to the Switch, so this is a, actually a port of that version, um, which makes it even more complicated and, and an even, even lengthier wait. Um, so I, I totally understand them trying to put the game out to... to at least be there in the same time frame as right. the other consoles. Um, but I will say that, like, regardless of whether or not the Switch version sucked at, like, at launch, they've done a tremendous job of, of at least making this patch get the game to a place where it's yeah. playable and at least comparable or competitive against the yeah. other version. No, I'm totally with you. I, I'm, I'm worried about scenarios where publishers drop a game on Switch, day and date as the other ones, that doesn't run as well, and then kind of just go, well, F you, got my money. Uh, no need to patch this. I, I think they should hold all games until the Switch version's ready, just like all the others. I love t being able to have the choice to run a great Switch game at launch. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the advantage of that system. Yep. Yeah, we've talked a lot about uh, you know whether or not we would play a game on the Switch if it's available on another console in you know 4K or whatever. And this is an interesting sort of turn on that idea, I yeah. think. Yeah. It's funny, I'm getting to the point where it's like, I don't care about game delays unless it's Zelda or Mario or Animal Crossing or something. Yeah. Like, my core, like, favorite games, which I look forward to and read about and, like, obsess over. But, like, a lot of games, I'm like, okay, that'll probably be really good when it comes out now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've become yeah. a lot more sensible about that, but Zelda, I get so mad. Well, it's because every Zelda is always delayed, like, for a year or more. Yeah, it breaks my heart when that happens. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, console ports and versions, let's talk a little bit about uh, what we've been playing lately. And I'll start off there uh, on the far end with Mr. Dornbush. Uh, I've been playing games a lot relevant to other platforms mm -hmm. for reasons of big launches. Sure. Um, but other than those, uh, I... We're winking at each other yeah, for the audio version. Yeah, audio audio stranding now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sure in it's Halo out. Infinite. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I... Yeah, I've been playing for the last... You had that ready. It was like yeah. a nice, <laughs> nice soft pitch. Um, it's a great game, let me tell you. I I won't break embargo. But uh, no, I've been playing a lot of Luigi's Mansion 3. Hell yeah. I've uh, been playing fully in co-op except for that first like 20 minutes yeah. uh, with my girlfriend. We've just been playing each night, like clearing a floor or two yeah. um, and making sure we can get as much as humanly possible out of that game. That's really cool. Um, I wanted to ask you, because I know you've been playing it in co-op. Yeah. What's it like to have a girlfriend? Oh, well, it's great. <laughs> no. Just kidding. The loner. Uh, um, no, I, I had a, girlfriends I, before. I, yeah, I'm just kidding. Back like, when Luigi's Mansion came to GameCube. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sick burn. Who's Gooigi? Gooigi? Who is Gooigi? In the couple dynamic that you have. I'm Gooigi. Okay. You, yes. I'm you don't have to answer that. That's cool. I'm the Gooigi <laughs> of the relationship. I'm the Gooigi. Wow. <laughs> Um, cool. I mean, it's easy for me. If stuff gets tough, I can just like go back into the little pod and let her deal with everything. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. Um, but no, it's it's a lot of fun in co-op. It's definitely a game where, I, like, it's very clearly built to be played and be fun as a single-player game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think co-op makes some stuff definitely a little easier. Sure. But it's really fun, and there 
even in co-op and there are smart ways that the game allows both players to still be involved uh, while giving each player their own thing to do like for when Guiji can slide through a grate or go somewhere else where Luigi can't mm-hmm. the two of you are usually kept on camera together so she can be clearing out a room where I'm underneath the room clearing things I just had a realization that there was a room that I couldn't figure out and it's because Guiji can go so, through yeah. a grate. Yep. Yeah, I hadn't even considered. Of course, yeah. So yeah. there's puzzles. Oh no, you can still control it, Guiji. It, well, yeah, you just have to let things yeah. go. It's funny because like the first, I'd say four or five floors before you get Guiji, the game is like very straightforward, and you're mm-hmm. just like bu- busting ghosts. Yeah. And then once Guiji is brought into the picture, it becomes much like incrementally more puzzly as you yes. get through the levels. Yeah. And so last night I did the it was the E3 demo level where you oh, okay. fight the. Um, the uh, king the ghost, yeah, yeah the night yeah. ghost. Yeah, and we like, were just playing that too, dude. Yeah. That game is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really enjoying it, and uh, I mean, I like, I really love the other Luigi's Mansion games. Yeah, but this one feels like the per- perfect amalgamation of the other two. Yeah, and I, it's like it's so great, it's and it's so funny and weird, and like yeah, it sounds like in the Odyssey engine. Uh, we yeah, here in the office, like it's just like it, and I haven't played it, but I've been watching it a lot. It, it has this like sheen of quality that's yep. so cool to see Nintendo using their own tools to make their own graphics. It's incredible to see that right now. And it's yeah, a game really that great. opens with Toad driving a bus, it's and so he's cute. just got his little Toad knuckles <laughs> and his yeah, little true. eyes. Of, it's so funny. I love it. Yeah, I really am. I'm really enjoying the humor. I'm you really loving playing that game. Mario and Peach have separate hotel rooms. Yeah. Yeah, that's What's been a big on? controversy. No questions about that. Yeah. yeah. I judge. thought that was odd. Just yeah. throwing yeah. that out there. Uh, if you collect some of the documents left around the Stop. hotel, you'll find information Stop. about the <laughs> You're a liar. Um, you remember what happened at the wedding. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah she called it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I'm enjoying that game so much. The first Luigi's yeah. Mansion, like you said, it's I think a great amalgamation of the two because um, the first, I think, is better than the second because it had a really great sense of space. See, I like the second better. For me, I just, like, you get so familiar with the mansion in the first game Mm -hmm. um, that, like, for me, a really, really great level design does it for me. And in two, I felt like I was just moving through places so often enough that I didn't really get to, like, enjoy the space. And three does this awesome thing where it allows you to open up different paths and loop back around to areas kind of like yeah. dark souls where you'll like yeah. you'll find alternate routes through floors and stuff that that take you back to the elevators that you need to get you know up yeah. and down like yeah, yeah i really love it's that it's really smart the, and really funny the idea of like revisiting floors with new tech and getting a bunch of stuff that you missed last time is is just perfect I'm, you, if you had told me when the gamecube launched that this would be a franchise we'd be talking about yeah, 20 years later or whatever. Yeah. I would not believe it, especially considering the last game I sold, I think sold like 5 million units. Yeah. They, yeah. And this they, one's going to do really well too. They mentioned that to us at E3 when we were doing like the first hands-on um, during the pre-brief. And it was one of those things where everyone was like, they, they even went, so you might be wondering why we're doing another Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> like, uh, well, the last one sold this many copies. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is a bigger thing than I think a lot of people consider it. Because sure. it was kind of a black sheep of the GameCube launch to be like, oh, you don't have a Mario game? You have a Luigi game, and he's scared the whole time, and he can't jump, and he whistles and cries. <laughs> like, okay. All right, that's weird. Weird system. And it's purple, and it has a handle. <laughs> Mini discs. What's going on, guys? Uh, you playing anything else? Uh, Switch-wise, no, not at the moment. I was just still chipping away at old Picross puzzles I still have left to do. Sure. But, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm still on the Dragon Quest tra- train. Um, I'm getting to the, it's getting to be that special time of year where I'm juggling like multiple games. Yeah. yeah, and usually I try to finish one game before I move on to the next thing, and now it's getting to a point where it's impossible. So um, right now I'm playing Dragon Quest, Luigi, um, the Outer Worlds on PS4. I'll probably be playing Death Stranding here shortly. 
Um, and then Star Wars is right around the corner. Right. So it's like all these games. But I think out of all of them, I'm the most excited to play through Luigi's Mansion. I keep finding myself like coming home at night and being like, hmm. I've got an hour and a half to two hours to play a game. I want to play Luigi. Yeah, so. I, I feel like it's a satisfying thing to sit down with for 30, 45, 60 minutes and chip away at it. I, I like yeah. just being able to go through one floor at a time and be like, great, I did a whole floor. Yep. Like, let's get out of here. And yep, like, yep. I'm not a completionist in anything. Like, you and I were talking about, like, I never got all the moons in Odyssey. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but a I... crazy d- thing to do. I do find I did. myself... I did, I, So did Brian, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do find myself, like, really f- trying to figure out how to get all those little crystals yeah. and all the little jewels and stuff that's hidden around like it's it's really oh, it's good brilliant. at making them feel achievable even yeah. if, if some are definitely more difficult to find well especially mm-hmm. when you find the ones that are like surprises like yeah. little secret ones where you're like oh that's great like yeah. i was just goofing around and i found you know like mm-hmm. oh it's really fun really great game i'm excited for you to give it a shot yeah because uh, you're not a luigi's mansion guy right no nope. historically i yeah. wrote this guide for the second one and that really soured my uh you know for it, but I also never played the first one because IGN reviewed it back in the day, and they're like, "This is lame. You should skip it." Yeah, I thought they yeah. gave it a seven. Yeah, but like the like review was like about how dull it was. And remember, those oh. when I was having to buy games for sixty dollars, and I was like a kid. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, there's no way I'd play that game if I had a seven. Like, I'd yeah, I mean, that. you can beat the first game in like four hours. Yeah, yeah. I remember them saying it was short too, so yeah. I was like really worried yeah. about that game. Um, but yeah, no, no it wasn't. Sam, definitely just got this. Yeah. I'm excited to play. You've been you've been playing anything else on the yeah, Switch? Yeah, so I'm playing on Switch right now. Um, uh, Disney Classic Collection, mm-hmm. Aladdin and Lion King. Yep. Should I get that? And, um, um, it, like thirty bucks was like. <laughs> you have a pretty cool archive of games, and this is like I- itself a cool archive of games. Yeah. But um, I think both Aladdins are really fun, and then Lion King is, is very frustrating at the start, yeah. and then it, then it's cool. But they're beautiful, like beautiful games. All of them have their like moments where they're you know for their time the best looking game ever. I think Aladdin for Genesis, there's nothing that looks better from that year. It's it's incredible. And then Lion King has its moments too. So, uh, I, But what I really like about that collection is that it's how emulation collections should come together. It has like video after video after video of the original development team interviewed now about the games. Like just tons of journalism done on this. There's that. So it has, cool. Uh, it has art from all of the, the game design stuff. Like a lot of collections have that. It just has art from the Disney movie designs too. From mm. the Disney archives, which is oh, wow. amazing. That's awesome, like, yeah. Oh, that's super cool. cool. And then it has uh, a couple features, which I'm just so impressed by, including the ability to rewind anytime when you're playing a game, right? You just rewind in emulation. That's a really cool one that a lot of people are doing now. Here's one that other people aren't doing. There, you could, there's just a perfect playthrough in emulation that you can just watch and then hop in and just take over the controls. Yep. What? So like mid-frame. Yeah. They've like done that in other collections as well. Like second cool. level yeah. in Lion King or the, whatever, it's the hippo mm. level. It's terrible. Uh, if, you, if you can't get through that on oh, your own. Oh, can't wait to be king? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, that makes me want to hold middle fingers up just right now <laughs> thinking First about it. First of all, you can watch somebody do it on YouTube if you want to. But in this case, you can watch to the point where you just want to stop and then you, you just take over and mm-hmm. you just play from there. I think it's such a cool feature. So and like, if you're going to play with old games, NES Remix is one way to do it. I love doing that. Make your game a remix. And this is another great way. There's also actually a remix in this, too. There's a, a game called Aladdin. Um, director's Cut? Yeah, a Final Cut, I think it's called. And it's a basically a director's cut uh, that they are calling. They gave us a quote. Uh, this was original recording for us. That, that it was a, a day one patch that it couldn't have done in 1993. <laughs> so like basically they fixed a bunch of balance issues, and then they added some new secret areas, and you can just play this Genesis version of Aladdin in a new way. So anyway, great way to emulate, and you should support the company Digital Eclipse that did that. They also did the Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 mm-hmm. and the SNK Collection, and yeah. uh, even in that, they don't say what SNK Where's is. Uh, where, the, where the heck is Disney Afternoon on Switch? I don't know what happened to that. They took... Mm-hmm. Um, that collection never came to Switch, right? No. No. That's, that seems very yeah, odd. It does seem weird. That's easy yeah. money. 
Yeah. So whoever's in charge of that, go make some easy money. It <laughs> <laughs> was the same company, Digital Eclipse. Yeah, it's still Capcom. Digital Eclipse. Yeah. But then Capcom took over Mega Man Collection 2, and then they're doing like their own internal stuff now. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles. It doesn't have all that emulation stuff. So. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian, uh, we talked a little bit about Luigi, but uh, what yeah. else have you been playing? Uh, I was playing Super Lucky's Tale, which I was surprised to find out that we didn't really like Yeah. Uh, when it came to other platforms, but this is the sort of like director's cut version. Okay. So maybe is it has improvements. game? It just is, but from like a... Yes, but on Switch, it's just a like... Like a top-down. Fun, like, competent yeah. 3D platformer. Yeah. Yeah, it sort of alternates between Mario 64-style 3D platforming and then some 2D stuff, which I'm not as crazy about. I but beat it's, that game. I love it. Yeah, it's it's really chill. It's like it's honestly one of my favorite 3D platformers on Switch. I was kind of surprised to see our old reviews for it, giving it a 5 out of 10. But to this day, it's the most impressive VR game I've ever played. Really? Wow. Yeah, because I'm cool. playing a VR, and it'd be cool for you to check it out now. It's like the game is a really uh, the, my type of 3D platformer, so like I know I'm going to like it better than other people. But what it did is it, it gave me a sense of, of what VR can do for that when it's not first person. And what it did for this is it made it seem like Lucky was tiny on like a little diorama in front of me, and everything was like a Disneyland miniature built out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Moss does a similar thing where yeah. it feels yeah. like this you're in this gigantic environment and controlling this little character wayward skies was a game that launched with psvr um the developers went on to make dino frontier i believe mm. um i think so yeah and that's also eco who went on to make um oh, oh for yeah yes. falcon age yeah. yeah um and so yeah i i actually really love stuff like that i think it, most people associate vr with first person but either way on switch i think this is like uh a re like I, I played this in hat and time back to back and loved this one so much more huh. um you're, if you're like itching for another 3D platformer, uh, this is this is out there. It's also one of those like weird Microsoft games yeah. that are now on Switch. So weird. Like they, that that keeps happening is really I cool. I prefer it to ukulele, for example. Like I do too, honestly. Huh. Yeah, I yeah. totally do. Uh, and the other game I was playing was Resident Evil 5, which is a game I really, really disliked when it first launched because it was absolutely all the worst parts of Resident Evil 4. Yeah, and that 10. game is built for like a co-op experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm playing it again on Switch and revisiting it and trying to give it a second chance. And I think I like it a little more. Hmm. Um, in the handheld form, it's it's something that I can kind of play in small doses. And also, it looks really good. Yeah. Because like when you're playing it on Switch Lite, you're not really realizing that you're playing a game from like two generations ago. Sure. But when that game came out, it was the best looking game on the planet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And in all of its previewing and everything, I was like, are games ever going to look better than this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> such good lighting and, and really cool monsters and stuff. So like, I really like can see how, you know, squishing that down, it's it, with old technology is still going to look really good, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's like they don't need to amp it up or anything. So that game also uh, has a really cool collectible set in it that I really liked getting hmm. if you go for that. It's like basically the... Um, the medals in uh, Resident Evil 4. Right, the yes. Guard, they have that like throughout the game, and they're like super clever and fun to get. That's oh, cool. interesting. I love I'll, Resident I'll keep Evil an eye on that. I, I've just gone up and up and up in my taste. And I just played through Resident Evil 4 on Switch, you know, when that yep. was out. Yeah, I did What a great game to revisit. And so mm -hmm. like, I'm so all in on 5. I, just I think that was the thing. I was like itching for more of that, and I was like, let me give this thing a chance. And it, I'm, I'm glad I did. Neat. Uh, and then you're also playing Cat Quest 2. Yeah, which uh, Tom and I talked about a little bit. I just want to give a quick shout-out to that game. That is a... Our like, little bow tie boy. Yeah, very very casual RPG. Um, uh -huh. Casual. But it's really fun. It's uh, incredibly straightforward. It's basically like this kind of 2.5D uh, like open-world map, and you can just travel around and go into dungeons and beat things up, level up. It's got like a little bit of very Diablo-like 
style gameplay, and it's fully multiplayer too. So check that out if you're looking for something fun and casual and cat cat co-op. Cat co-op. Um, I should also mention uh, we talked a lot about Return of the Oberdin last week on the show, and um, I just barely started that, and I'm looking forward to digging into it yeah, more on too. the Switch. So, um, okay, and that brings us to Super Mega Question Block. Yeah, we got Ooh. a bunch of questions from Game Twitter of the edition. and a bunch of questions from uh, the Nintendo Voice Chat podcast forums on Facebook. Um, so, without further ado, we're going to jump right in uh, from the podcast forums. A uh, question from our friend Sohan Paul, and he asks, if you could revive one dead or dormant Nintendo franchise, what would it be? And which studio thinks do you think should give it a shot for its next outing? Um, I'm going to go ahead and just say right off the top, Advance Wars. Yeah. And I would like to give it to um, the studio behind Wargroove, whose name I'm forgetting because they basically made an Advance Wars game. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I loved Advance Wars. Wargroove didn't exactly click for me, but it was very close. Yeah. So I think that they could do justice to it. Um, Sam, you mentioned NES Remix earlier. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the <laughs> one. I was thinking cool. about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, doing an SNES or Game Boy or N64 Remix mm. developed by the same studio that worked on the original. Hyper focused Wario War style, mm -hmm. tight, weird versions of classic games. And uh, they never did SNES, and and there's of course that whole library. And then like it, it'd be so funny to see the broken modified versions of Nintendo 64 games. Oh God, oh, yeah. yeah. 64 remix would just be like a hoot. Well, yeah. it would be like you'd be playing Mario 64, and they'd, they'd be like, <laughs> throw the penguin into the abyss. And uh -huh. like, All right, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll take it. Yeah, uh, that would be great. I feel like those games sold really well, and then they just went away. Yeah. Like hmm. I don't know what happened there. There was no more NES games to remix. I mean, they they really did have like that kind of swath of games that are that is in the uh, you know Nintendo Online now. And yep. it's like Nintendo doesn't go very far to mess with games that aren't weren't original, really popular owned games. That's true. Nintendo. Yeah. Um, so that's your pick as well. No, I had WarioWare as mine. Uh -huh. Ooh. And um, I actually want WarioWare to be made by anybody that made the last couple WarioWares. Although I did like the gold package. I mean, that was fun. Like all those. The collection play, on yeah. on 3DS. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, was great. It was cool to play those old games again. But I, I like that game has to be uh, like the one two Switch developers. Like give them that. Yeah. Like give them that. Yeah. And the Switch controllers and have like people make. 300 new games and just have them all party game focused. If anyone could do HD Rumble well, it would be for that yep. game. Sure. Absolutely. I think that's like a, it's trite, but that's a, that's a, a franchise that really needs to go back to its roots. Mm -hmm. Like they need to revisit what made the original so phenomenal. And it's not just the mini games, it's also all the weird toys and stuff that you unlock. I love that stuff. Like the unlockables in those games are, are excellent. Mm -hmm. And I think that over time they got almost too hinged on one gameplay mechanic and weren't really fleshed out in terms of variety or substance. Um, so yeah, go back to the originals and just make a bunch of fun. And yeah, the party shell games. of the party games was wasn't really ever good on. Well, the, the GameCube one had a really good one, but like four players should be able to play basically a Mario Party with WarioWare style mini games and a more interesting game board, and that's like that's my perfect party game. Totally, totally. Pikmin. Yeah. Yes. I need Pikmin back. So I mean, badly. supposedly we're gonna get. Pikmin 4 sooner or later. Apparently it's been done for like six years, according to Miyamoto. Did you play the 2D, 3DS one? I did, and if that's the end of Pikmin, I will be so sad. <laughs> it's not terrible, it's just, yeah, it's just forgettable, surprising. and it's so easy. It's such a like easy game to get through and to do very well in, whereas like there is a really fun challenge to well-done Pikmin oh, uh, yeah. of the original trilogy. Like I've, I think Pikmin 1 is one of the games I've spent the most time replaying uh, to see how quickly I could get through it and beat it in as few a 
like day count as possible. Me too. I did yeah. that with the original like crazy. It's really weird that we got Pikmin 3DS and Metroid Prime Federation Force within like the same year, mm. which is so to me like two swing and a misses in terms of taking this. And like, that that Pikmin 3DS game was bad. It, well, it was just like it, I they were trying to make games for 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 babies for children, which is fine. But Nintendo's best games are the ones that scale to all ages, right? And I think the original Pikmin is like you can play that game as a kid and be challenged, and you can play as an adult and like put 10 hours in, into it every single day and try to do what Jonathan and I were doing was finish it in the least amount of days possible. And there's like a substantial challenge there. And I just feel like they tried with both of those franchises and it was just like, nope. mm, not so much. Yeah. 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 So yeah, bring those things back. Right. Um, okay. Moving on uh, from Daniel Paul peoples. He asks, what are your favorite games that are considered bad? Like how we love B horror movies, for example. Same? Oh, dude! I have some. I collect Nintendo games, like NES games, and I collect them on three criteria: uh, quality, um, rarity, and irony. And that third thing, I love bad games, and those are called kuso games in J in Japan, which means poop games. <laughs> uh, but they're games that are like there's a there's poop a term games. for this, and spelunker is the original that people really. Uh, if you look up the term, that's like the example, and that's like it's this terrible clunky platformer that Spelunky is loosely based on, which is not a clunky platformer by any means it's great but Splunker is a, that's a good example of an NES game but if I had to name some I really like California games the game is so funny put it on it's impossible to figure out how to play <laughs> TNC surf design is like this too for the surf yep. and it's so funny to watch you can you can just mess with every single sport in that and it's hilarious because everybody face plants and gets hurt really bad and all they're doing is playing hacky sack or as they call in that game competitive footbag I also recommend uh, <laughs> competitive <laughs> footbag yeah, no. I also rec recommend monster party which is a, uh, a just a really bad game about fighting giant monsters, but it's so playable and fun. And then it, you know you the, some of the monsters are like wishing wells and cows that squirt milk at you and stuff. And Zombie Nation, that's another one. There's just games that are like they're playable and they're objectively bad. That's not that's just a joke that I said that. Um, but they're <laughs> you know they would be rated poorly by a reviewer probably. But they're really fun and funny to watch, especially with some beers. Sure, Jonathan, Brian. Um, I mean, depending on who you talk to in this office, Kingdom Hearts. Sure. But, um, Jonathan. Yeah, depending on who you talk to. How dare you? I love them, but people hate them here. That's um, not a bad game. No, I don't think so. But no, they're terrible. Yeah, they're uh, terrible. I'm uh, no, I know. Um, I don't play them. Nothing really recently. I think a game, because I looked it up um, from the Sega Genesis Sonic 3D Blast. Oh, yeah. Which is like that isometric. Oh, God, that one's so difficult. To yeah. It's, it's so tough, and I, I think it was pretty horribly rated when it came out. Like, I looked at reviews recently, but I have super fun memories because I inherited my Genesis from my mom, and she only had, like, three or four games, and you couldn't really buy a lot of Genesis games commonly when I was playing it, so we would just play Sonic 3D Blast a lot because that was one of the few games we yeah. had. So I played that game a ton and really had a lot of fun because we would just swap controllers, but I don't think it, it was a good game. It also looked really good. That was like their answer to Donkey Kong Country where it was like, we can make pre-rendered sprites and like make it look all 3D and cool. But Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was but just hard to play. Sure. Yeah, it's there's a lot For of me. blur to that game. Yeah, it was like the, you know the Sonic bonus levels are like always oh, look really good and they're hard to play. The levels between levels, like yeah. two when you're in the. They just made a whole game out of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. Actually, that one is a lot like the Sonic Three one, where you're we're just going over like a planet surface and jumping. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I liked Kirby's Air Ride. I understand oh, that yeah. it's like absolute the one button game. Yeah, it's uh -huh. completely casual. You can beat that game by not even touching the controller. You just put the controller down. But the like the window dressing of that of that game was like 
totally Sakurai. Uh -huh. Like it was like full of weird little meta challenge -y Smash Brothers type things, like you know where you have to use the hammer to open up tiles and stuff like that. Sure, and tons of stuff like that. Uh, the other one I liked was Piano Three, which was oh a yeah Capcom exclusive. Yeah, one of the big GameCube game. It was Cube. part of the Capcom Five, which then ended up becoming I think it was a Capcom Three. Three, yeah. And then only I think only Piano Three was That's the only exclusive anymore. Exclusive, right? yeah. yeah. Did Billy um, Hatcher move? Billy was Hatcher Sega, was Sega. Oh, that was Sega. Yeah. The other two games in the Capcom 5. Oh, well, maybe it was, I'm Killer right. 7. was 4. Yeah. Resident Evil oh. 4. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, Piano 3. Beautiful Joe. And Beautiful Joe. Piano 3. And then Dark Phoenix, which was the bootleg, like, op open world 3D Kid Icarus style game. Okay. Got straight up canceled. Canceled. Okay. Yeah. So it just didn't come out. But Piano yeah. 3 was the only one that I believe was. What stayed on the. Uh, yeah, because okay. eventually Beautiful Joe made it to the PlayStation. And yeah, same yeah. with Killer 7 yeah. and RE4. Yeah, for sure. um, and Piano 3 was basically a third person shmup, but you played as a dancing woman. Yeah, a dancing and robot woman. A dancing robot woman. Yeah. And you went through these like very sort of like. Uh, kind of stark minimalist hallways and fought robots and that was it and people were like this game sucks it's really like, too, eh, right? I kinda yeah. like it kind yeah, of yeah kind of yeah yeah. Uh -huh. yeah it got pretty like pretty zen like when you got into the mix of it it was a good time yeah um well, i was going to play that game again i was going to choose um sonic adventure which was a game that when it came oh, out yeah. people I absolutely i know yeah. people like loved that game when it came out and then the discourse like very quickly shifted to well over time shifted the idea like, like, oh, no, that game is bad, and the camera is bad, and the characters are bad. And I think a lot of Sonic fans still think that game is good. <laughs> but, like, I yeah, still love that game, and I, when I started at IGN, I, I'd probably been here about a year when I hooked up a Dreamcast and showed Sam I Sonic Event because he had never Dreamcast, played it. Anything. Yeah, and it was it was really fun. Like, I still really like that game, and it came to GameCube, and it was a better version on the GameCube. It is, but, like, a um, big, janky Mario 64. It's not, like, super drop-in quality for Mario 64. It's just, like, for some it's less open. It's less well. open than Mario 64. Yeah. The levels yeah. though, like there are open to start areas. The levels, you have to be in like a, 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 like a city. Castle, but yeah. it doesn't really make sense. It's like a city, and it's like all confusing. Yeah, that game is not very good. And the dialogue today, is Sanders. just like <laughs> yeah. Chow's yelling at you, like, "Hey, Sonic, thanks for coming to help." Yeah, don't don't you start that game running down the hill? That's Adventure uh, Two Battle. That's Adventure Two, two which yeah. is the one. Oh, so is is, is Adventure the one where you start and there's a whale? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, okay, those are good a lot picks. Of running towards the camera Thank in those games. Those are good bad picks. Uh, Nathan Wallace asks, "What's everyone's favorite type of dog?" The ghost dog in Luigi's Mansion. Good. I good said, sh I, got, I said Shiba Inu. That's a good one. Oh, those are cute. They look like little Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I really like dog. I really like Chow Chows. Uh, mm. Is it purple tongue? I like they black look like Chow Chows. Up lions. Yeah. yeah. Crazy mm. looking. Yeah, those are terrifying animals. Yeah. They look like Did the beasts that go wild in uh, Willow. They all have black tongues. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, I didn't. Purple know. actually, yeah. like giraffes. Like weird. Yeah. Huh. All of that could have been a lie, and I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> my dog is my favorite type of dog. Mm -hmm. What kind of dog is that? Large uh, carrier? No, he's a half. Oh, God, what is it? Yeah. Um, I can't even no, remember. He's like three things. <laughs> Isn't he, there like a cocker spaniel coloring? He's got a little bit of cocker spaniel in him, and then something that is saint something. Oh, Bernard? No. Faint cocker spaniel? Faint cocker spaniel. Perfect. No, I, I forget what the mix he is, but he, he basically now looks like a fox Pokemon. Very cute. Because of it, and it's very cute. Very nice. I like mutts. I think. Dog breeds have some issues, and I worry about them. But uh, I, I also like like adopting, and if I were to adopt a dog, I would like herd dogs. I think they're very smart. Mm -hmm. They are very smart. Yeah. They bite you back at your knees. Yeah, my family. Rude. My mom has horses, and she has working herd dogs, and they're like little humans, and I've never seen anything like it. She could say, go get this horse by name, and then the dogs, that, which are all Aussie shepherds, will go out and like get that horse separate from the herd and bring it in a gate. And it's like, <laughs> 
It's like watching an alien. That's so weird. <laughs> it's wow. it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. That's awesome. That's you really should cool. bring one of those horses to work. I should do that. But with and really a bunch honest. of those dogs too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, bring your horse to work day. Tony Tony 4D over on Twitter asks, Luigi's Mansion is a great game, but the controls stink. Changed my mind. And that. I wanted to talk to you about yes, this. Yes, you could do this for us. Because yeah. Brian said he was having a really hard time with Luigi's Mansion and he wasn't really getting into it. And I told him that the, one of the things that helped me was that you can switch the controls from uh, turn to don't turn. Uh, you can toggle that off and on so that Luigi... Um, when he turns on his flashlight or his, his vacuum, uh, the game automatically makes you static, and then you control the vacuum or the flashlight with the right stick, which is like really weird. But if you turn, turn, turn on, Luigi will turn with the left stick, and then you can use the right stick to go up, down, left, right, which yeah. makes aiming a lot more precise and like changes the way you play it's that game. So much more natural when you yeah. like when you pull on like a, a chandelier and a bunch of dollar bills fly out in the air. You can just go straight up. Yeah, and you're just like that. Yep. Um, you can also throw on the motion controls, which make mm-hmm. very slight like uh, deviations in tilting. Uh, and make it a world of difference. Yeah, I think yeah, they, and they work really well for Zelda. You might like it here. They the motion controls work really well on the uh, Pro controller yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, the um, I was really fighting the right stick in this game, and then I talked to Zach and I put all those settings on, and now I'm like totally in love with it. Mm-hmm. it was such a simple thing to change. It's honestly surprising that they shipped that at the default level. Yeah, like it's that. based on well, the C stick. That's like yeah. that's right. like the Splatoon. The first Splatoon game, the default was uh, motion controls, yep. and you had to go in and toggle that off. Mm-hmm. And like uh, uh, Splatoon players swear by motion controls and say that it's the best way, like for precision aiming. But like I never played with those, so I thought that was really weird. I too. get really used to that in Breath of the Wild, where you're like aiming, and uh-huh. then like the final aim is motion. Like it's it got so I got so used to that when I was playing Resident Evil Four recently. I kind of was wishing there was a little bit of motion controls back. Yeah, yeah. and then never there was on Wii. Yeah. I wish they ported those. That game oh, wow. controls so well. Do you know that, that was five the Wii game for point and shoot? Five on Switch does have motion controls. Weird. No so like, what the hell, Strange. Capcom? Really? You know how to do it. I know you know how you remember. Bring it back for four. What's going on? Huh. So I would totally play that game again. Patrick John over on the Facebook forums asks, "Do you think Toby Fox is being groomed by Nintendo to make an Earthbound game?" Um, I think that is maybe a bit of a stretch, but I will say Undertale is probably. As far as I can tell, I've not played a lot of Undertale, but uh, it's probably the closest thing to an Earthbound game yeah. that we've had in a very long time. So I think there may be a, like a little bit of wishful thinking there, but mm-hmm. it's an interesting idea for sure. Dogs are groomed. People are recruiting. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Brian Christopher asks, top five worst cheeseburger ideas? Hawaiian. Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hawaiian anybody cheeseburger. that puts like, pineapple on their cheese, just hot, sweaty pineapple on their... And their meat. It's just disgusting. What are I you doing? I think the idea of grilling a pineapple on a barbecue grill is really good, and then I hate it. Really? <laughs> like, That's I love funny. the grill lines. I'm like, this is so cool. Wow, what a cool idea. Yep. And then I'm like, oh, it's hot. And, oh. I, I like <laughs> a hot I've pineapple. I've never had grilled pineapple. Oh, it's very good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, don't like a, I don't like a fish burger. I've seen, like, a mm-hmm. like a fish burger in restaurants. That, that really strikes me as odd. Is that I, even a burger? I don't. Yeah. I think it's just like a fish sandwich on a hamburger yeah. bun. But it's like it's there's a weird like disconnect that happens in your my brain where it's like I'm gonna bite into this thing that looks like a hamburger and then it's gonna taste like fish. And no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, and that's the C. Yeah, not good. Not into that. Mm-hmm. That's three ideas. What's another mm. bad burger idea? Twizzlers. Twizzler burger. Yeah. What's on that? It's it's two burger buns with Twizzlers in the middle. Mm. You gotta eat like 
bread with Twizzlers. I just think like that mouthfeel would be really gross. That'd be gross. Yeah. I feel like I'm talking to a six-year-old right yeah. now. Yeah, no, that was, I was trying to what think of like... What if you put Twizzlers? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a question. A lot of high-end restaurants get silly with all the bacon jam stuff. It's just, it's got like this sweet fruit. You don't need to do all bacon that. Bacon jelly? Yeah, but it's, but it's like a jam. It's like a fruity jam that they introduce mm. some bacon into. I don't think savory jams or chutneys are always a good idea. I agree. Gross. That's the official sound of the, chut- the chutney. <laughs> chutney is such a gross word to it's me. I don't, know. I don't like it. Chutney? Yeah. Does it yeah. sound like buttony to you? Uh, it, I mean, Back-knee? it didn't until just now. <laughs> uh, okay. I think all cheeseburgers are bad ideas. What? But I like I Impossible mean, Burgers. They're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's a question from Brian Longenwalter. Power Stone. Would you want a third iteration? Did anybody else play Power Stone, or was it just me? No, but I just talked about this a lot because uh, it was like 20 questions on GameScoop. Okay. And I've always heard that that was like a better game than Smash Brothers from my friends that had Dreamcast at the time. Than the original Smash Brothers? Yeah, Probably, like, yeah. Smash Brothers, get out of here. Like, we got Power Stone. <laughs> but that made me so mad that I never played it. It was, it was like... It did do a lot of the things that Smash Brothers did before Smash Brothers did them. Like it was, you know, like a four versus four brawler and like, or I guess a four on four brawler and like destructible environments. And the second one especially was like uh, the environments would change and like you'd be fighting as like you're falling through a level and like it did really crazy stuff. I really love Power Stone and I just put this question on the list because I uh, wanted to talk about Power it, Stone. If it, come ba- if it comes back, who should make it and who made it originally? Uh, well, Sega. it's a Sega game okay. originally. Yeah, I don't know if there was. I don't know if it was just Sega published or Sega developed. I can't remember. Um, but uh, if if they were to if if they were to do a a, um, a third iteration, I mean, I'd like to see uh, Capcom take it on. I think that actually Capcom might have pu- uh, might have developed Power Stone. Let me Is see. Is there any Power Stone character that should be a Smash DLC character? Um, oh, it was by Capcom. It was by Capcom and published by Sega. Hmm. Uh, I don't think anyone can name anyone from that game. Yeah, it's fine. Mm, I tried. N- no. Iconic uh, classic franchise. Stone. Uh, <laughs> cl- you know, Mr. Stone. Uh, okay, moving right along. Um, what is your favorite holiday-themed game and or DLC from Justin Pua on the Facebook uh, forums? I love when it gets Christmassy in Animal Crossing. Yeah. like That's that. That, that game is... Yeah is phenomenal at celebrating the turns of seasons and holidays and like making eventizing Thanksgiving and Christmas and Halloween and Easter and all that other fun stuff. I cannot wait for that game to come to Switch. <laughs> I know. Like, it's better honestly. to get it in Spain. Right around the corner. Um, I think the Banjo-Kazooie ice level is the best music for that's ever adapted to be in like a cool wintry Christmas area. And then I like mm. how it's loosely Christmas-themed, but also winter-themed. <clears throat> and then I love the ice key so much. But... That's number two. Number one, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare. That's the best standalone, and also I think it was also DLC at the time mm-hmm. uh, mod that's ever happened from an original like, from like the publisher themselves. Was that like, set at Christmas? No, no. I was saying he said holiday themed, and oh. Halloween's a holiday. Oh, that's fair. It's true. Okay. I, uh, I can just stick with Banjo Kazooie if that doesn't count. But I think that's an that was an amazing use of that that open world. Sure. To do both Christmas and Halloween, uh, I think the. <clears throat> Halloween Town and Christmas Town levels in Kingdom Hearts One and Two are actually really good. Uh, they're some of my favorite approximations of Disney movies in those games. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I was it, gonna say uh, Halloween it, Town as well. Yeah, especially yeah. when they go to Christmas Town and Two, they do a lot of really fun stuff there. But I also uh-huh. like the villain representation, the way they capture all the like the dynamic of those movies in the games. I is think it is. Mickey's Christmas Carol themed? No, 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 no it's, the, it's the Nightmare Before. Oh, Christmas. Nightmare yeah. Before. Sorry, Christmas. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they 
pull from those movies, and it works really well. That's a film that Sam does not like. I do not like it at all. Yeah, he doesn't never, think no, it's good. That's not what that's true. But I don't. I don't. I've never seen it. Is the issue? <laughs> but it ruined the haunted mansion ride at Disneyland. Last so you know that that's not a, like a year-round thing, right? Yeah, but it's I was only annoyed. seasonal. I was like I'm gonna go in the haunted mansion. I was like, what is all this stuff? And it was like terrible stuff. Oh, because you hadn't seen the movie? Yeah. Because yeah. I went in the haunted mansion ride just a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. but like the first time it's in like 20 now, years, right? and it was it was converted uh, for the holiday. Yeah. N- yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas theme, and I thought it was a good time. Yeah, but, yeah, but because I, I've, I've seen the movie, I, was I have a point of reference. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I totally see where you're coming from, though. Yeah. It was just. Yes, I'm not really coming from anywhere. <laughs> but I, I was disappointed to go on that ride, and then I had to go on it a second time with Nightmare Before Christmas fans, and I was like, this must be what it's like to be on It's a Small World with Kids. Yeah, that's true. Or fair. people who really love the world. <laughs> Children. Uh, Big world fan here. Last uh, last question comes from Bo, I'm going to butcher this, I'm sorry, Karnahi. And he asks, uh, game of the year, he says it like this, game of the year is just around the corner. I know uh, he does. Uh, what are your top five Switch games for 2019? Oh, man. I, I can't Luigi. do that off of my head. Yeah? Yeah. Luigi's Mansion is definitely up there for me. Yeah. Thanks. I think... Um, Link's Awakening. Thinking yeah. about yeah. the games that yeah. I've spent the most time with on Switch this year, uh, Luigi's up there for sure. Fire. I think Fire Emblem is by far and away like my number one. I need to play more. Fire Emblem might be my my overall game of the year. The game is amazing, and and it kind of came out of left field for me because mm-hmm. I was like not interested in playing it. But yeah, and then I did, and it was great. Um, I spent a lot of time with uh, Final Fantasy twelve this year. Uh, the port is really a really awesome port of a really amazing game. Um, and now I'm like deep into Dragon Quest eleven. Same deal, like. I know I've talked about it to death on this show, but uh, Dragon Quest XI is like the definitive version of that game. So that's really cool. Um, I really like Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, I, I've yeah. not even touched that game yet. I haven't even played Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. It is, it's yeah. a quick, quick, quick playthrough, but it's cool that it's like a Switch console exclusive right now, too. It yep. made it a little bit extra special for me. This game is definitely up there for me as well, and so is, um, in terms of smaller games, Katana Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played that game in one sitting. Uh, on a weekend day, and it's it definitely feels like part one of a game. Okay, like the, when it ends, you're like, okay, now I'm ready for this the story to really start going. And there's some really interesting story character stuff in there. But it is such a like if there's a game this year that was like sense of style for me. Sure, uh, it all comes together the way the game looks, the way the soundtrack comes in, and the way your character kind of interacts with the world. I think all come together for a really fun like six seven hour sort of experience. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I also. <laughs> I also really love uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Oh, yeah. I thought Ultimate Alliance 3 was super fun and, like, really great. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. What else came out this year? Tetris 99 was this year? Uh, I think that was right under the wire last year. Yeah. Oh, Might have been. I keep revisiting yeah. that game. Every time they do an event, I play that yeah. game again. Yeah, no, it's so much fun. Uh, small shout-out to, it's definitely not in my top five, but... I actually had a lot of fun. We have to finish it, but Yoshi's Crafted World. Yeah, game, Yoshi's Crafted World is great. Almost everything this year from Nintendo is a game I've played in co-op with my girlfriend, and mm-hmm. they've been really fun experiences for that because they're usually relatively lower-stress games that we can have a really fun time together, and if it's just playing a couple levels or like hunting for collectibles, they both satisfy those. Yeah, issues. I think the last couple great. Yoshi games bottomed out, and this is on the upswing for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed it a lot more in the last couple. Yeah. Um, my Friend Pedro was another one this year oh, that yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Did you play much of that, it My Friend Pedro? It didn't really grab me. I, I really like that a lot. That was a really People great really um, like Steam World, and I think our staff will like it a lot, but it wasn't for me. I like yeah. I like the uh, yeah, I, l- I really like the story mode single player stuff in Mario Maker. Yeah. I, I kind of dropped that I game pretty hard. I completely forgot that. about Mario Maker. Yeah, crazy. That was just a few months ago. Yeah. Well, they didn't Con- they didn't continue to support support that game. That's not true. I mean, I feel like there's like like the 
Maybe Nintendo hasn't, but Nintendo like there's has. so many. Like no, the audience has. That's a, I feel that's like a given. that's a game that they can get away with not like supporting every other month or something because there's so much content just being created. I don't for know, it, man. I think that that game really needed a shot in the arm after three months of being out there. Like an an extra sort of like tile set or something like that could have gone a long way. Well, the fact that most of us forgot it even came out this year. Wasn't there? Isn't there a missing tile set that's not yet? completed or there's space for for another set right yeah hypothetically yeah. there's yeah. there's room on the menu for more stuff but they just haven't introduced any man i completely forgot about mario yep. maker also, i blasted through that you, campaign you missed on yeah. the wii u uh new super super mario brothers u deluxe came out in january, january. this year yeah. mm -hmm. and is a really fun package it's an incredible mario game super yeah. luigi u mm -hmm. uh, expansion in it i like yeah. cadence of hyrule a lot um oh yeah uh, that I know that was a it's controversial in the office, but I ended up loving it. And then the uh, I just like how it looks so much. And then um, is Outer Worlds going to be out before the end of the year? Don't know. Don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, because no. that would sweep. I think because people love that game. I mean, yeah, I, I hope that the Switch version is great. That's the closest um, thing to Fire Emblem for me for Game of the Year right now. That game yeah, is amazing. Sure, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Bloodstained, as we mentioned earlier, if this is like totally fixed it and everything, like yep. that game is absolutely playable and lovely and fun. Yep. Top uh, five for me for sure. Right on. Well, that is about all the time we have for the show this week. We got to wrap up, got to go back to work and do our jobs. But guys, thank you so much for joining me this week. Yay, it was a pleasure you. talking about Nintendo with you. Mm -hmm. um, this is it for us this week. Uh, I wanted to thank Logan, our NVC assistant. He really helped me out a lot this week. Uh, he's a super cool dude. And he jumped in here and helped format the show and stuff when Casey couldn't be around, which is great. Uh, remember, you can contact us every week at nvc at ign.com. And our episodes drop Thursdays at 3 p.m. on uh, IGN.com slash NVC uh, and uh, YouTube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat. That's it for us. And next week we'll be back uh, with Casey to talk about a top secret game. And until then, this is the only place where you can get the thing. Get it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.